Welcome to the Park Podcast, where dialogue across difference is vital to community wellness. I'm Dr. Leah Howard, your host in the space where open dialogue, the free exchange of ideas, and civil and robust expression of divergent views is valued. Here we will explore the research, the practical applications, and the benefits of effective, ethical, and civil dialogue in a diverse world. We hope to model respectful conversation that accurately and authentically frames contentious issues, hoping to reach an ideologically diverse audience. Gen Z is remarkable in terms of their social activism. Before they could vote, many had already participated in protest marches, letter and social media campaigns, and outspoken advocacy around issues they are passionate about. Direct action can be empowering, and marching with others can produce strong feelings of cohesiveness and connection around shared ideals. Yet at the same time, social and political change can be slow, and advocacy without results can be deeply discouraging, especially if the issues at hand are existential. How do we care for ourselves during the slow, challenging work of social change? This series interviews Penn alumni working to change some of America's most intractable social problems to ask them how are they taking care of themselves so they can sustain their fight on behalf of others. It examines the intellectual, social, and contemplative practices that leaders in the arena of social change are embracing to inform their work. Offering examples and real-world experiences, this series speaks to current Penn undergrads hoping to better undergird their own social action with integrative and sustaining practices. We are so delighted to welcome Jarrett Stein, a two-time Penn alumnus and staff member at the Netter Center for Community Partnerships. In 2017, he earned his master's degree in nonprofit leadership from Penn School of Social Policy and Practice. Today, Stein is the Director of Social Enterprise and Health Partnerships at the Netter Center, where he oversees the health education and social entrepreneurship partnerships between students, staff, and faculty at Penn and at the Netter Center's university-assisted community schools. To support kids' access to healthy foods and meaningful jobs, he co-founded Rebel Ventures, a youth-driven health food business run by high school students. The Netter Center describes Rebel Ventures as, quote, an educational activity. Students learn about the food system by competing in the real-world competitive food marketplace. The pedagogy is deep engagement through projects, problem-solving, and partnerships, end quote. In 2018, Jarrett was selected as a TIAA Difference Mark 100 honoree for his efforts to improve nutrition for the young people of West Philadelphia. Jarrett, welcome. Could you tell us a bit about your career journey since your time as a Penn undergrad? What work are you currently involved in and what led you to this type of social change? Yeah, of course. Thanks again. Uh, it's awesome to talk with you. Um, so my career journey, like the like idea of what I was going to do, uh, definitely started when I was an undergrad at Penn. Uh, I came to Penn really with like only knowing that I was passionate about food um, and and like cooking shows <laughs> and and sort of started my course search based off that looking at what um, classes were related to food and media and just took every single class to sort of like fit into that category and um, 
One was called Psychology of Food. And the professor, Paul Rosin, like really like had all these different um, like aspects of learning in the class that were hands-on. We went to restaurants, we did experiments, and I joined his lab as an undergrad. And then um, also took a class called The Politics of Food with Mary Summers. Uh, and that was an academically based community service class, which I didn't know at the time. But uh, when I sort of like got to class that first day and got the syllabus and saw that there were opportunities because it was an ABCS class, uh, which is a class that's partnered with the Netter Center, uh, I would be able to do like like cooking workshops uh, like in person with people. And that was so exciting to me. It was at Lee Elementary School with this project called the Agatston Urban Nutrition Initiative, AUNI, which is part of the Netter Center. It's a nutrition education program. And so as a senior at Penn, I, as part of this course, uh, would go with a staff person at AUNI and help uh, like sort of like, like do these cooking workshops at Lee with families and just like learn and had like a, a really like tremendous experience doing that. Uh, it felt right in terms of like how to apply what I was learning, what I really cared about. Um, and so I graduated and taught a summer camp with AUNI. And then that fall after graduation, I uh, was a nutrition teacher with AUNI in West Philadelphia and was teaching uh, nutrition in three middle schools and one uh, K-8 elementary school in, in West and Southwest um, and in Strawberry Mansion, uh, neighborhoods of Philadelphia. And um, that was my first couple of years after undergrad was just like in classrooms, teaching and learning with kids about food. Um, the like beginning of that was extremely challenging in terms of kids, <laughs> like, like, like me not knowing what I was doing and kids being very like clear about that to me and not really wanting to participate. And then like, just learning with the kids and with um, like my colleagues at the Netter Center and with, so I was still very connected at Penn. So like all my former professors, like sort of learning together about how to do some of the teaching in the classroom differently and um, was like then doing that for a couple of years. And then those um, projects grew uh, and I kind of grew with them in my career. So one of the projects, um, Rebel Ventures, grew into its own nonprofit, and I helped uh, start that with students and other board members and staff and colleagues. Uh, and I taught a class at Penn um, with one of the co-founders of the Agatston Urban Nutrition Initiative, Frank Johnston, uh, one of like the faculty co-founders around nutritional anthropology. And um, then Matt and now am really like continuing to grow these projects and support them um, around food education in social ventures uh, with the Netter Center in the university assisted community schools, uh, the nine K-12 or K through 12 uh, public schools that were partnered with. Um, and, you know, I'm designing curricula and recruiting and training staff and overseeing lots of cooking and gardening um, and like food social venture projects 
um, here at Penn and at the Netter Center. And uh, like that is, so the main work I would say that we're involved in in terms of social change is really like working together as a community um, to uh, really like support young people in uh, schools to create like better food systems in those schools. So whether it be through growing food or learning about food or cooking food and sharing food or selling food, there's all these different opportunities to, to like do these activities. And um, our whole sort of approach is how can this be student led? Um, and that's, that's the work that, that we're doing. What a wonderful journey and a really cool um, mission and oh, it's so great to hear. Can you tell me a little bit more about the problem that you seek to address? I can infer it from what you've said, but I'd love to hear more about the problem. When I was a nutrition teacher, uh, like I first was coming into like my middle school classes being like, y'all should eat apples. Like apples are really good for you. Or like, what about carrots and hummus? And that like wasn't going over very well. The whole like me saying what should be eaten. The whole idea is like, I guess nutrition is like what we're focused on here and like eating good food and preventing sickness through good health and like building more sustainable like food systems um, and more community around food. But at the beginning it was like sort of like telling. And then I asked uh, a class of students, you know, like, how would you make your school healthier? So I would say maybe that is like the core of the issues. Like, how would you make your school healthier? And that class identified this issue of lack of like good, healthy snacks. There was like a lot of access to chips and cookies for kids, like going into school, in the school, leaving the school, around the school, um, but not a lot of access to something quick and tasty and good for you. Uh, that was like affordable or accessible. Um, so that was like one aspect of this bigger uh, problem around just like, how can we create a healthier community? Um, and uh, a lot of like, that's such a huge thing. <laughs> there, there's so many things that are connected to health. Um, so my sort of what I'm most focused on and passionate about is the food connection to this. Um, so like the problems around lack of access to nutritious food and lack of uh, access to like fun opportunities to learn about good food and to learn about how like to grow good food and having role models that are like positive around good food and just like good, fun, happy, experiences um, for kids that are, you know, around food. What is your motivation, speaking to what you just said just now, why do you do the work that you do? What drives you and helps you to continue to do the hard work of social and community change? Yeah, so um, I had a pretty, like, good childhood i grew up in nashville tennessee and uh like went to uh private school and uh like was pretty healthy my whole life and like played soccer and stuff and uh 
when I was 14, uh, just sort of out of nowhere, was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and was like straight into the hospital um, and, you know, like chemo and surgery and uh, dropped out of school. I had to like, you know, stop going to school uh, for a few months and, and just like sort of stop everything. And it was a traumatic experience uh and like a lot of different things happened during that time that um like sort of created this like motivation and as i've reflected on it through my life like sort of have have grown through so one of them was just like i was like super underweight and my doctor said uh you know like we're gonna have to feed you with like a tube in your nose uh unless you can gain weight and I was like, oh, that sounds horrible. So, like, I have to figure out how to gain weight. And with chemo, you don't want to eat. Um, like, you're very nauseous a lot. And you're also very tired. So I just started, like, watching TV a lot and watched the Food Network a lot. And, like, watching the Food Network kind of, like, got me a little bit hungry. And then started asking my mom to, like, bring me the food that I saw. And then I realized, like, I've got really nothing to do. And I might as well do some cooking. So I started like watching food TV and then doing a lot of cooking while I was sick and like really, really, really loved cooking and like learning about food and all the different gadgets and like the Food Network is perfect for like sort of introducing one to lots of different (laughs) ingredients and gadgets. And so I just like, like that was something that just like was sort of was forged in me during this experience. It's just just like deep passion for like food and cooking and sharing food and growing food that came from sort of no, like I didn't through my childhood, like no special relationship with food, didn't eat particularly good food or anything. Um, And so it was just sort of like through that experience um, with cancer. And then also just again, kind of upon reflection in terms of like, when I was at Penn and trying to like learn about what I really cared about and wanted to do with my life. Um, think that the, uh, just like recognition around the, just like, like anything can happen to anybody at any time. Um, and like we have some things we control, but as much as out of our control, it's like random. And, uh, like, so, you know, like we have, we have what is in our control is like what we choose to do with our, our time. And like, I really felt and feel like, like it's very like, like important for our own health to do things that are very meaningful for us, but also just like in terms of like why we're here and like, we've got this life. So like through that kind of like time with cancer and like experience in the hospital with like seeing lots of young people like me going through lots of like these sort of like random, horrible sicknesses. It was like, okay, we won't, we, like I've got to do something like really meaningful um, with the time uh, that we have. And um, then I think just in terms of learning at Penn and having experiences, uh, you know, through a uni, um just recognizing that like there's so much that we can do in terms of like more 
fruits and vegetables and kids like in terms of learning about them and growing them like some schools have gardens but some schools don't and those that do like more kids can get out there and some schools have cooking programs and some schools don't but those that you know like like we can make them more fun and school food like there's a lot of opportunity here like i love school food and think it's a really important and incredible program and there's a lot of opportunity to to make that food like like have kids have kids <laughs> be more excited about eating it and have like because there are a lot of fruits and vegetables in it like um you know then be consuming more fruits and vegetables and all of that's real important to like preventing us from being sick and uh that for me is like the why is um you know like just really like how can we have more kids really anyone but i particularly like think that there's like great opportunity in school where kids are learning and like having all this food being served to them to really like have these initial experiences that are very positive with food and like try to foster them so um that sort of is what is all built into why i do this work Jarrett, your story is so profound. Thank you for sharing with us. And it's exciting why you do this work. Really wonderful. So I want to think about how you care for yourself um, during the slow, challenging work of social change. How do you integrate personal wellness, work-life balance, and self-care with your professional work? And I also want you to, you know, in this answer, if you don't mind considering what's discouraging about the work you do, what keeps you centered, despite that? And then how do you practically manage the psychological and emotional stressors of this work? As you care for vulnerable populations, how do you continue to maintain your own core emotional strength? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, uh, I definitely am. I wake up thankful and appreciative and try just like to, to sort of take uh each day is something to be joyful about and 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 do my best <laughs> i am fortunate to have incredible colleagues uh at the netter center and in the schools that we work with and around penn and like other organizations in philly and beyond um that uh, i work with that um like share similar values and we spend a lot of time at work and so uh like having that alignment and understanding of of the why why this is important we're all working together like you know um we're all doing the best that we can and like having that understanding and like you know good communication i think is really really valuable in terms of um like being able to to be like whole um in your life and and in work and um like just specifically at the nether center like there's a program that we do called stress less that is i think a partnership with chop and it's like monthly just gatherings that we do to talk about um like secondary traumatic stress and um work together as a team to think through strategies of wellness and share stories with one another um and 
like so building it into our like to what we do and and like uh recognizing the importance of like being as you know whole as we can be um like that's only it's like so 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 vital to be able to do the work that we do effectively um and consistently um so like i think that you know like the the workplace itself is like very much um like founded on or like its core value is like respecting the whole person and ensuring that there is as much as possible this balance um i <laughs> um <laughs> i do like so like i just happened to like have <laughs> some uh like 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 a series of, of of health situations um that i don't like everyone's got their stuff so i don't know if it's unique or profound or whatever it just is what it is for me and i deal with it and i think it's important to share when given the opportunity so i appreciate it but um like so like i was very uh like i'm very motivated right by like i like sort of this like post-traumatic growth and like i'm in an incredible position in this work and so fortunate to be able to to find meaning in what I do and building, you know, like Rebel Ventures uh, and co-founding a nonprofit and having um, like all of this very exciting hands-on work with kids um, is like amazing. And uh, like, it's a lot of physical effort. And I maybe sort of neglected some like personal physical health things and just like didn't realize that I was like sort of sick at some point this is like in my professional life and then like when I've ended up going to the doctor we found out that I had Crohn's colitis which is like a whole GI thing that like your colon and doesn't work very well and for six years uh had had this and just three months ago have started a three surgery process to remove my colon and like create what's called a j pouch and um like sort of just like fix this like really really like devastating chronic disease and it's unbelievable what they do at pen medicine big shout out to them but i just say this to say that like nothing is more important i've realized that like nothing is more important than like our physical and mental health you know and like emotional health and we can't be like 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 productive or impactful or like what we want to be um if we don't have that or like you know if you're not able to focus on that some of us aren't fortunate to have like perfect health but like being able to feel like you can have some level of like comfort um and so like i was able to like take this step back and now have really and again, like I have an unbelievable team of colleagues and support systems and family and stuff, but really build in like the um, like the importance of like the balance in your life to ensure that like you're eating well. And I like calendarize my meals now. You know, like I, I don't joke around about having an hour for breakfast and an hour for dinner um, at like specific times and stuff. And like time to walk and to stretch and um i think uh, you know i try very intentionally to balance 
my like meetings with time of on-site work and time of um, like research and planning and administrative work um, and just just like really try to think about how I can ensure that that like all of that like as as much as I can control around like feeling good I'm doing because it's the only way that like we can do the work well um, and then you know with doing that like and this is again kind of like something that has been I think I've uh, very fortunate to be in the position to do this but like building some of that mindfulness into the actual activities that we're doing so like my role is to create food education curricula and to um, like you know support our implementation of these different activities and projects and coordinate partnerships in our schools and um, that actual work around food and cooking and gardening it's really important to have like mindful practice and build that into what students and staff and you know are, are doing on site so um, we recently uh, I like giving concrete examples of stuff, but like we recently created this with GSE, a um, garden mindfulness, like warm up and closing activity curriculum, which are like stretching and like Tai Chi inspired exercises that are kid friendly and also outdoor appropriate for different, like the, the, the ideal audience, like we designed it for garden club students or kids that are working in the school gardens, but we're excited to use these exercises and lots of our different programming to really like center ourselves, um, you know, while we're doing prior, after, while we're doing all of this work. So um, those are like some of the ways that I, try to think about self-care and health um, in the professional work that I do. Um, and uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I really try to be very like centered in joy and fun. I think that's important with um, uh, like food, especially, um, you know, in terms of like our attitude matters a lot when we're eating. Um, and so uh, there are those things that are sometimes discouraging. Um, and uh, I, th I think that the uh, one that comes to mind um, first is like the physical infrastructure of a lot of the schools that we work in, a lot of the public schools in Philadelphia. Um, and like there's incredible work that individuals and teams of people are doing across the board around education, like pretty much like everybody. Um, and there have been like whatever has happened for whatever reason that has led to the like just reality of some like just difficult places to work and be if you're like a kid or an adult and wanting to be in a school. Um, and so like i i mean like and so what we try to do is like whatever the infrastructure is and whatever the resources that we have and thinking about this in a very asset like sort of based way like how can we co-create better environments um 
and like it can be discouraging just recognizing that like you know this is what what like how we value public education in our country and in philadelphia um, or in pennsylvania you know, all these different things um but uh uh i mean we have this like incredible team and community of people from the netter you know from like the netter center and penn and the schools that we work in and the students and their families and our community partners that really like i think that's what kind of keeps uh everything in this like sort of forward momentum and, and positive trajectory I appreciate your um, transparency and how, describing how your own health concerns have led to real intentionality around these issues and then also your very clear examples about how you're putting things into practice. I, I want to go to, if staff can ever come to garden club exercises, I will be there. But <laughs> um, but we've been thinking a lot in the SNF PIDEA program about the concentric circles of care how our self-care, community care, and social activism are connected. We're trying to better understand how an individual's ability to be an effective change maker is connected to a wider circle of community wellness, that we are not as individuals fully in control of the social structure, but we can draw strength from others as we fight for social change together. Could you share about how and if you're able to look to the community that you're advocating for to provide you with support when your individual efforts to change power structures seem fruitless, does and can your community contribute to your own personal well-being? Absolutely. I think first about this, just like in a professional realm, and I think it definitely speaks to like the approach of the Netter Center, and um, it is the Netter Center for Community Partnerships. So it's all about like how are we working together um in as you described in like concentric circles or these different layers of community um and we have like different approaches and like values that we're always trying to have in place to like ensure that we're like you know really grounded in our in our like efforts and so like one of those is like participatory work and, and like democratic work and, and doing what we can to have like mutually transformative impact. And um, like, it sounds good <laughs> and in practice, and especially like my role to work with food, it's like the only way to, that it, it actually does work. Um, so when like Rebel Ventures, uh, this like program, nonprofit that has students designing what students across the city are eating in schools in terms of school food um, began when students like you know voiced their desire and motivation to participate in you know how to create a healthier school we want healthier snacks we're going to create a healthier snack company in our classroom we're gonna you know like co-manage our peers and do the do this work um together and so i feel like that um having that like sort of participatory listening orientation um is like what is like, like you know like, like that's what it's all about um in terms of the work that like, i'm involved in and, and like with food um and 
that sort of like yeah, I mean, I've <laughs> we uh, in many times sort of like like sort of, you know like throughout my career um, just working together with students and sharing power and sharing responsibility um, with young people um, or who I mean that's just who I am like tending to work with but I think this sort of is reflective in in most environments um, is super important to like I think you we were talking about like, like sort of going we're continuing to work when like the power structures seem fruitless um, you know it's like that sort of like we're all in this together um, sort of approach uh, and um, yeah, I <laughs> I think that's how how we do it, and I uh, yeah, and I think I mean I think that also is it's like super important in our or like I think that is how like we're effective professionally, um, and and personally uh, is is sort of just being uh, as open and participatory and sharing and listening. Uh, as we can to work together to get through some of these challenging things. Well said. So finally, Jarrett, what gives you hope? I mean, what's happening on the ground every day in the schools and these different projects is just like absolutely awesome and smile inducing and hope create, hope generating. Uh, I mean, like, like kids growing, harvesting, tasting, you know, being excited about keeping their school gardens clean um and like you know like like taking that ownership and beautification of these spaces that they're cultivating around food and then like again like harvesting you know like 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 herbs and like being excited about using them um and teaching people about how to you know make salsa with them and all these different things like it's so awesome and it's like what all the you know, like I studied this stuff, so like the research says, you know, like it's important that like peer education happens, like that's effective to have good positive peer role models. It's effective to have, you know, kids repeatedly exposed to things that they initially didn't like. And then after that repetition, like kids eventually like things and it's effective to have kids like take ownership of making things. And like, you know, you can read all about that stuff in papers and things, but then like being able to go into a school and seeing like the sign that was created by the fruit stand school store team of fifth graders advertising the yogurt and like, you know, frozen fruit parfaits that they're selling and getting super, super excited about explaining what's in it and like what their role is that day to make it. I mean... It's awesome. <laughs> and like, yeah, we, we should totally come in the garden and mindfulness activities. Uh, it's, it's very, very uh, uh, hope generating. Jarrett, thank you so much for joining us today. Please join us next time for our next interview with a Penn alum active in the social change space as they give us further insight on how they care for themselves and their communities to sustain their good work.